Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jessica Smetana, Spencer Hall, DNF, a Formula One podcast. Recording here, uh, you will not be listening to it on Halloween, but it is the 31st. So if we have if we have spooky sounds and we are telling you frightening things, for example, Jessica, mm. do you know what the scariest part of a horror movie is? Mm, no, I don't. I don't. Something you can't see. A mystery. <gasps> something off camera. Something unelaborated on but acknowledged as being real. Something just out of focus in the background, right? Like that's that's creepy as hell when something's just standing there, but you can't quite tell what it is. We have something like that in Formula One this week. The we do? Ru- the rumor. Oh, the rumor. Oh my God. Oh, we're going to start with the rumor, Spencer? I want to start with the rumor because we have a couple things to talk about. We've got to, first of all, we always answer the people's questions. We're going to answer the people's questions. We have to talk about the Mexico GP a little bit. Because I think there were some fascinating things that happened. Including, it was a good time. Including mostly. the perennial star of the Mexico GP, for better or for worse, whether it's comedy, tragedy, or adventure, Checo Perez. And we have to talk about the upcoming slate of both Brazil and, yes, the looming specter of the Las Vegas Grand Prix. However, I mm. want to start with the rumor. Tell me, tell me a little bit about the rumor. This is what I know about the rumor. There's a rumor that there's a rumor. Mm. And that's really all I have on this. Uh, There is a chance that the rumor is actually a thing. There's actually a piece of news that will drop this week about Formula One. And it may even happen before this podcast airs. Because sometimes we record this podcast and then it gets published like 12 hours later. So if there's actually been some substantial news... Forgive us. We don't know what it is yet. But, Spencer, the rumor is a piece of information Mm -hmm. that numerous Formula One personalities have hinted at over the last, like, 24 to 48 hours, and no one really knows what that means. And the guesses range from, like, driver silly season stuff to... Like, oh, uh, maybe this race will be on a different day or something stupid like that. My favorite ones where they go, big news, and then it's a contract of some sort. That's it. Like, not even a driver contract. Right. <laughs> right. Like, it's like, cool, this rich guy is going to make two million more euro. Excellent. A Mongolian, like that. a Mongolian natural gas company has signed on to sponsor Williams for, a, you know, one tiny little piece of the car. Yeah, that's... yeah. That's not what we want out of a rumor. Who started the rumor, Jessica? I'm actually not really sure because my, uh, twi- well, first of all, Twitter is a mess and unchronological mm-hmm. and also riddled with misinformation. But yeah. I initially saw the rumor through rumors about what the rumor could be. So I do you mm. know who started the, the rumor? Is it Will Buxton? It could be. It, yeah, because yeah. I, I did see that... I did see tweets. cryptic tweets wondering what the rumor could be 
And then I think there were tweets about the tweets about the. <laughs> Those rumor. are the ones I saw. <laughs> yes, yes, meta meta tweets mm. that were in fact commenting on what the rumor could be. My favorite kind of thing. Again, one of the greatest sports in the world because our rumors in F one. They don't come directly from an obvious mouthpiece. It's not like, I have heard Helmut Marco's very handsome. No, it's like, obviously, Helmut Marco. No, these rumors all come from, uh, these rumors all come from some dude who is like the third tire handler, right? And they, it goes to a reporter who cannot report it yet, but then will cryptically say, I believe we have a rumor. Mm. Or okay. they'll quote tweet it with a gif. Mm-hmm. That neither confirms nor denies that a rumor exists, which is yeah. something Will Buxton did do this week. All right, so um, let's let's start big, okay? Okay. Start big. I want you yeah. to like. We're gonna go three, okay? We're gonna go big, mid tier, okay? Big mm-hmm. tier and world breaking, okay? So mm. like at the very least, if you're gonna share an F one rumor and you're going to have uh, a GIF attached to it, if you're going to at least publicly hint at the rumor so that you look like half smart. That you knew it but couldn't say it. Um, what is the mid tier? Would go like okay, that's significant. Mid tier would be like uh, the I have seen this floated as the rumor like Lawrence Stroll is selling Aston Martin. Okay, okay, I that's it because and I would go the is that mid tier because it's plausible like rather than say, fire his son he would sell the team. <laughs> I, that, I mean that is. That is funny. Um, I would say it's mid-tier because, like, it doesn't really affect anyone other than Lance Stroll if he owns Aston Martin at this time. It's not going to really change that much at the moment. My mid-tier guess is also Aston Martin-related. I'm going to guess that it would be... And I think it's mid because of his age and because of his attitude. Like, generally, I think he's got a great head on his shoulders, and if he makes the decision, he's happy about it. If Fernando Alonso just decided, ah, that's it. I'd rather just go sit on a boat than that to me would not be shocking. Like if he just wanted to go back and quit. Um, but yeah. I mean, he kind of did that during the race <laughs> this past weekend. Right. When they doubled DNF in uh, Fernando Alonso was like, I'm, he was like the SpongeBob bean. He was like, I'm going to head out. He's like, I'm yeah. going to. But I mean, yeah. So Aston Martin drama, I think. I think that's fair. Any any Aston Martin dra- drama is like mm-hmm. mid level because they're what fighting for like fifth place right now in the constructors championship. Not like yes. not going to be like an earth shattering piece of news. Um, I think the the large tier rumor, which people seem to be expecting at this point, is something relating to Sergio Perez and Red Bull because, as you mentioned earlier. What a spectacularly disappointing weekend for him at his home race in Mexico, crashing out on on turn one, lap one. Um, I don't even know at this point in the season if he's still like racing for a seat or if they've already decided, but certainly Mm -hmm. that data point is not going to help him out. No, no. Uh, A move that Helmut Marco, in a rare moment of speaking kindly about Sergio Perez, uh, said that he had to make said that, you know, just as a racing moment, he had to do it. Um, I think that was probably Helmut being honest without any further implications for Sergio Perez's status. I don't see him as being the sort of person who's remotely nice or comforting. I think that's just purely like, no, he had to. um, And we're still going to obviously get rid of him at the end of the season. I didn't say that last part in Helmut Marco's voice. That was me being parenthetical. 
Um, right. Well, uh, Sergio Perez also said afterwards, like, you know, he felt like he had to do it because he he wouldn't have, he would have been more disappointed if he didn't like take a shot. Which I would also say, like, you didn't really have to take a shot there. You're especially the faster, a, you're the faster car. A low probability shot, <laughs> I would yeah. say. Like the chances that you commit that overtake uh, cleanly, very small on that turn. Um, so yeah, that was a bummer. But okay, so that's that's our like pie in the sky, like high level rumor. What if this is something like really, really, really stupid and really dumb? Huh. So, so it, it, the other thing, there, there might be a an actual sort of, when we talk about rumors, remember we said there's always the underwhelming one that's like a back channel or like a uh, an engineer is leaving, right? Right, yeah. Okay, so something like that did happen. So I think we should factor that in there, right? Okay. That, um, that the CTO at Mercedes, Mike Elliott, um, he's been there for over a decade. He mm-hmm. is departing the team. He'd kind of been sidelined after uh, the obvious failures of the monopod design. In issues, right. reasons. Yeah. He, he's being replaced by James Allison, uh, who's another longtime Mercedes guy and who was behind the capricious beast comment regarding the car, called the car a capricious beast. You also have to have two first names to work at Mercedes. That's true. Yes. That's true. Um, I don't think that this is the rumor, although this is breaking news as we're recording this. This is not something that I think your average fan would be like, oh, Mm. that that must be it. Although it's obviously very important if you follow the sport. This is like finding out your offensive coordinator has been let go. Right. All the gearheads are so mad right now. They're like, no, we live for engineer news. The gearheads don't listen to this podcast. Yeah, thank God. (laughs) <laughs> you know do you want to talk for 45 minutes about tired deck go right ahead okay. i if you do want to listen to that matt trumpets on twitter he is yeah. your guy that guy knows everything about tires like he can talk your ear off about tires for days and i do think it's interesting but it is not my area of expertise certainly no, absolutely <laughs> not um another possible like i think we're, we're on to big rumor now mm-hmm. not like earth earth cracking rumor uh, I would put in the big rumor. I think that would be. I, I would. I would go ahead and put like driver change at Red Bull, right? Yeah. That that to me is like that's big, um, and I think it would be. It would not be surprising given a number of factors for them to in, to me get rid of like go ahead and let Checo go. Yeah. Right, because that storyline has not changed one whit. Everything that we've seen from them. Uh, from Checo to this point has only continued and kind of I think hit a peak by crashing out at his home track at the Mexico GP and replacing it with Ricardo would be I think a really really interesting move because it's a move up for Danny but not the kind of move where you go ah he's not going to be happy being the number two he's older he's wiser he's probably in a spot like I think maybe above what he might get on the open market, if that makes any sense. Like if you told me, oh yeah, he's the number two driver at Red Bull. If that was if this was six years ago, I would have gone, well, of course, that's where he should be. Now I would be like, hmm, something happened. Something odd happened to put him number two at Red Bull. Yeah. So well, that's that, true. That, yeah, that would be it. Yeah, and a lot of odd things. A lot of odd things happened. have happened, especially like 
when he broke his wrist this year and came back and was like, hey, I'm going to finish in the in the points in an AlphaTauri. That was odd. That did not see that coming. But good for him. I mean, I'm with you. That would be huge news. Uh, he looked back in Daniel Ricardo form this weekend, mm-hmm. I thought. Um, it helped that the car really had some pace to it. Because um, Yuki Tsunoda was also having a pretty good weekend until he got in some sort of uh, brush up. Uh, with Piastri, I believe. So not a bad weekend for Daniel Ricciardo, but when the season started and we talked about him joining Red Bull, we were saying that this, at least I was saying this, like Mm -hmm. this is a really good vibes-based decision for Red Bull because everyone thinks that they're the evil empire right now. They've gotten away with the cost cap debacle. Uh, Max Verstappen is seen as sort of like a love him or hate him kind of character. And there was a lot of, uh, at the end of last season, a lot of a uh, driver turmoil between Verstappen and Perez. So yep. bringing Ricardo in kind of takes some of the heat off of off of those two and puts some attention on him. That may not have been the case. They may have brought him in thinking Perez is not going to finish the season with us, or at least is not going to finish his contract with us until next season. Um, which would have been interesting, I think, because he did start the season very well. So if they were thinking that far ahead and, and expected this to happen, that would be surprising. But they are very, very smart and, and maybe saw it coming. So anyways, I'm yes, that would be a very, very big rumor if that is what indeed this rumor is. OK, earth shattering, mm-hmm. earth shattering, moonshot, gift worthy, you know, completely stunning news. Put it on that level. Take a shot. Doesn't even have to be realistic. Like, what's the one thing? If you heard, you would go, no, that's not happening. For me, it's one thing. Hmm. Lewis Hamilton retiring. Correct. That would, I would, that would orbit me into space. I would Mm be, I would be floored. Um, It wouldn't actually be that surprising just given his age, but, and the fact that, like, you know, he re-signed this year with Mercedes, but he is someone with a lot of other ambitions in life and interests and things that he wants to do. So yep. like, you know, it could happen. Anything like Tom Brady retired like six times. Yep. And I wasn't surprised any of those times and he ended up coming back, of course, but you know, people at this age in sports tend to finish things when they want and if, you know, that's the case, sure, but it would absolutely floor me. I have Okay, so I will go one further because Ooh. Max Verstappen retiring to focus on sim racing. Oh, dead serious, dead serious. This is someone who now, if I had to pitch it to you and you're going, that's not possible, I would say you're <laughs> absolutely correct, right? You could be like, you are completely insane. I would go, mm, yes, that is correct, but you already took mine, so I have to aim, <laughs> I have to aim even further. Hey, I mean talking about being bored this season we we talked about it earlier this year he's like this is you know yawn i've won like 15 wait was it is it 15 or 17 i can't even remember he's he's won so many races this season he's mm-hmm. bored he wants to take a break maybe he'll come back maybe you know maybe he'll change his mind but right now he's leaving the team in great hands with daniel ricardo See? uh so yeah like wh- why not that would Pl- be al- also plenty of other good drivers out there 
maybe maybe he knows that technically Red Bull won't continue to enjoy this edge and that the nerfing is imminent, that, that there is going to be a concerted effort on the part of Formula One to increase competition by taking whatever advantages Red Bull have and reducing them by regulation. Uh, then also there's this. So did something really good happen to you when you were like 26 or 27, Jessica? Um, something where you go, I didn't really understand how good that was. Notre Dame beat Clemson. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good one. At the time, do you feel like you appreciate it? I was 26 and 27 during like peak COVID Spencer. So no, but that was the best I could come up with. (laughs) That's pretty good. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. Okay. So you didn't really understand how good that was, right? Mm. You knew it was good, but now you look back and go, that was better than I thought it was. Now. Yeah. Imagine trying to ex- trying to understand real gratitude and perspective if mm. you were a young Max Verstappen who'd known nothing but racing your whole life. And guess what? You just got well, you won all the achievements. That's it. You 100% of the game. There are no more badges to unlock. There are no more mountains to climb. This is it. This is as good as it gets. This, this <laughs> is it. And I guarantee you, because you're under 30, you're short on perspective. You are. And I guarantee you, it's probably even worse because as a child of privilege, somebody who was already born into this, I can tell you, he might value this. And I think he is grateful and I think he understands how lucky he is, but he can't understand how lucky he is in full. He can't. This is the kind of thing where if I am pitching you on this admittedly impossible scenario, that someone who is as obsessed with sim racing as he is, which is by all accounts a completely accurate observation that he is mad for sim racing and very very good and very involved in it i mean like involved not just like oh i like turning on the computer but like i want a team uh i have a team i'm going to build that team we're going to find talent with it right um we're currently working on expanding said team when you look at all of this and the money's come easy and you've won you know three titles and you're ahead of everyone all the time in every single way let me just say, the cure for that on we might be to throw it all away for a year until you unretire and come back. There. That is my that's my pitch for the impossible scenario of Max Verstappen saying, Yeah, I've had enough. So which rumor are we rooting for? Like a mi- a medium level one? Like mid. Because mi- all the yeah. other ones all the other ones like come with a cost that I don't know if I'm I'm like happy with. Yeah, me too. Like, I don't want Hamilton to retire. I like watching him race. He had, like, the overtake of the race in Mexico to me. He had, like, yeah, he had a fantastic overtake of Leclerc. Went into the dirty part of the track. I mean, that looked like like dirt track racing. It was beautiful. He also didn't get his podium taken away afterwards. No. That's a big, that's huge. Doesn't happen like that every week. He's been great two weeks in a row. Or two races in a row. So. And this one counted. Yeah, and this one ended up counting. <laughs> For Great now, job, I buddy. mean, I, I guess that still could change. What's the, yeah. what, is there a time limit to the FIA deciding someone's disqualified? I assume there is, but nothing really would surprise me, and they can always change it, even if there is. So, I think they do what they want. So, no, they could disqualify. <laughs> they can delete this podcast. They, can they, 100... they probably will. They, they, they try. probably guessed yeah. the rumor right, and they're upset now. They're furious that we know that Max Verstappen is quitting to play Mario Wonder. God, that would be great. What if he quits to do sim racing, but it's just racing characters in The Sims against this is, one another? This is, this is, by the way, 
I almost I almost want this to happen for a year because one, I want Max Verstappen to discover the real world, even just a shade of it, right? Or like mm. it that would be funny watching him learn that. And two, if you want to increase viewership, <laughs> if you want to make it more competitive, I see a real easy one to one way to do it. It's just yeah, Max Verstappen can't race next year. Too good. What's the reason, FIA? It's too good. He's just too good. Yeah. And that I always think about that um thing that Formula One, their Instagram account put out that was like all the drivers holding a a, a board that had like their favorite song and their favorite food and all this stuff. And his was beef carpaccio. Anyways, you made a comment about Max Verstappen joining the real world and I just think of the fact that his favorite food is I, i'm pretty sure it was beef carpaccio off I, off I, I the laughed. rip just being like yeah beef carpaccio <laughs> like what <laughs> yeah not hot Excuse dog me? right not mac and cheese oh man i gotta find that because it was oh i found it here it is ah it's too blurry oh tomato soup and beef carpaccio my hype song is, and there's a dash drawn through it because he didn't have a hype song. Unless his favorite <laughs> hype song is like some like DJ song. That's just a, a symbol. Uh, yeah, that, that was one of my favorite pieces of Formula One content that has been made ever. That's absolutely beautiful. Tomato soup and beef carpaccio. Tomato soup and beef carpaccio. That's, yeah. That's you can eat I... a lot of beef carpaccio while you're sim racing that's true that's true i i know a lot of them are like extremely like basic boys like good lads good lads food like a lot of them are like yeah pizza baby pizza did we ever find out if lando norris got a breakfast taco we did not actually um Mm. yeah i i the way that the drivers took this prompt also like sergio perez just wrote my favorite food is japanese which is like very broad yeah um so, you know, maybe maybe next time Formula One, be a little bit more specific. Cuisine. <laughs> My favorite cuisine. Uh man. Anyways, Lando had a good had a good drive after having a not so great qualifying this weekend. Driver of the day. So can I give you my favorite bit of news about McLaren and discussing the superb day that Lando had? Uh, starting all the way in the back at P17 and going all the way to P5, which mm-hmm. is a ludicrous, ludicrous jump for anybody but Max Verstappen. So Lando drove his ass off. And the best part is scientifically, we're not sure why. Because McLaren doesn't even know why they've been so good. <laughs> they don't. They don't. That's uh, when, when asked about it, McLaren's engineers were like, ah, <laughs> like, we're not sure they were like we really shouldn't have been that good in austin and mexico city but we've made something too good we've made something so good we don't even understand it you know in fact they're pretty much like like norris is like i don't know we've been doing so well that i'm guessing when brazil comes up we're gonna bomb because we're just on a heater and we don't know why that's that's definitely good when you when you don't know why something worked and then you have to like continue to tinker with things and Mm -hmm. then something may go terribly wrong and you don't know how to undo that this is the anti-mercedes 2022 where they go yes we're we're doing so well um and it's baffling we'll have to get in the tunnel (laughs) 
we'll have to like apparently that's just how good Norris and Piastri are that they're defying the science of the engineers that they're like yeah we project you at P8 and they're like bang bang sorry maybe they need to figure out what's wrong with their wind tunnel a la yeah. Adrian Newey uh we have a question here about Charles Leclerc kind of kind of piggybacking off of our Sergio Perez conversation sure. Thoughts on the crowd booing him during his interview and the increase of booing in general towards people at Formula One races. Spencer, hmm. last week you said Americans were going to boo. Should we just extend that to like all of North America? We're, we're just, we're booers. So I need you to remember that, that the greatest crowds in the world, um, there's a collection of them. They're generally salted among the continents, but one of them, if you can get a very large sports crowd in Mexico, you're going to have an extremely intuit crowd, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't expect them to be passive. Don't. Don't expect them to just be positive. You cannot ask that. If you've seen the United States play at Estadio Azteca in Mexico City, you will know it sometimes involves bags of urine being thrown at people, oh. okay? Um, it's, it's a form of passion, okay? I didn't say it was positive, but they care. They care a lot. If you listen to any heavy metal album recorded in Estadio Azteca, it instantly is the hardest shit you've ever heard because they care and they're very, very loud and they're very, very into it. Okay. They're not there to not participate. And what happened in this race? What happened? Charles Leclerc, to the eye of a partisan Mexico fan rooting on Checo Perez, Charles Leclerc with his little Monegasque elbows bumped their boy off the track. That's what happened. So, yeah, they're going to boo. Of course they're going to boo. I don't know if it's a part of a larger epidemic of booing. Uh, I know that some people say that people since the pandemic have forgotten how to act in public. That I do, may think, be. I do think generally that's true, but the booing may be a separate thing. The, the booing, I can trace a one. I can trace the reason, right? I can, yeah. I can take you from A to B there. You knocked like you were indirectly responsible okay i say indirectly because it's a racing situation not a crashing situation you're indirectly responsible for checo being out of the race of course they're gonna boo and i'm gonna say this i don't blame them either because that's how fandom works yeah it's not really rational you can't ask it to be and also like booing is mean but it's not like if it's just booze it's not like really hurting anyone other than like probably Charles's feelings, which I do care about. I, I do care he, about. <laughs> I hope Listen. he does. I hope he doesn't think everyone hates him. I hope DNF. <laughs> I hope DNF is widely recognized for. We care about Charles' feelings. We okay? really do. I don't want him to do that like sad guttural scream again. No, that was, no. Those were, that was a bad time. That was the sound of a man learning about the world. We talked about Max needing to learn about the world. Charles found out this year. He knows. He's mm -hmm. he, he has seen death. He has looked it in the eye. He has absolutely seen death and looked it in the eye in the form of, I need to win this race, and Mercedes is making race management calls for me. Um, regarding that moment, by the way, quote of the week was Fred Vassar, head of Ferrari. Uh, somebody said that the cars had sandwiched there, and Fred Vassar responded with, sandwich is a good word. Watching those three on TV, we were lucky it was not a panini for us. <laughs> That is a great quote. Thank I love you, that. Yeah, oh, my see, Fred, God. Fred was also like, we're getting it together. Like, or, you know, like, everyone. Yeah, Fred's like, it's it's fine. We're working toward 2024. Y'all chill. Like, yeah, he's, everyone relax. 
yeah. Spencer, I want to ask you this question. It's it's a college football crossover question, but only because this is something I talked about on another podcast last week. And this question is, which team's most likely to hire Connor Stallions to steal car development info from Red Bull and get caught? Um, Connor Stallions is the quote-unquote low-level staffer at Michigan who has been caught uh, electronically stealing signs from other teams and disseminating it to the rest of the Michigan staff, allegedly. Um, This is something that's already like happened in Formula One a lot of times. This is like everyone's Connor Stallions. Resulting in the large... (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Connor Stallions needs to ask who, who... who he is in F1, not the other way around. He's so marketable for Formula One right now. Well, because F1, F1 had the largest fine in sporting history regarding a uh, a scandal, an Intel, an Intel scandal, right? Yeah. Uh, who is he? I mean, uh, for, to me, that would be Ferrari. The whole right? team, they're all little Connor. Their little logo is a little bit little Connor Stallions. Well, yeah, and and he showed up. This this assistant, in case you don't know, showed up on the sidelines at a game where he was not employed, and dressed up in the staffing in the staffer's uniform of one team, and just infiltrated it, and was just walking around. And when I would think about something like that, I would think about like a Ferrari guy in fake mustache and a nose and the glasses, right? Mm-hmm. Like the costume yes. glasses and mustache. So I w- I would say. I would say Ferrari because if Red Bull cheated like that, we'd never know. We would yes, never this find is, out. This is the problem with the entire operation at Michigan. They didn't do it s- sneaky enough. No, no. In fact, the guy a who lot did of other it, people are doing it too. The guy who did it was really kind of just like a status hound, like a clout monster, mm-hmm. just the kind of guy who. Um, you went to a private school, so you know these people. They um. They would do things like, you know, my close personal friend, right? Like name drop like crazy. Obviously, somebody who's always got their hand on the next rung of the ladder, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a kind of school where people were like, yeah, I got to make bail. Um, as opposed to like the Connor Stallions of it all, where really prestige meant so much to him that he had to say what he had done. And to me, that would be like a very Ferrari thing because it's all about the mystique, right? Like... I dream of one day ruling Ferrari, I, being in charge of this race team, taking Fred Vassar's seat. You'd need somebody like that, somebody who you were scared of talented Mr. Ripleying somebody, right? That's That, to me, that says Ferrari. Because, again, Red Bull, we'd never know if they were cheating like that. Mercedes, they would do it in such a mechanistic fashion that you would, again, never know. And once you did, it would be like, well, this algorithm broke into our thing. It's not attached to a person. It's like the cryptocurrency of algorithms. It's just floating out there. We'll never be able to trace it, right? And if Williams did it, it would be like, yeah, they walked in and took a briefcase and we have it on video. <laughs> oh, but the video camera was broken, so we yeah, actually yeah. can't watch it back. <laughs> but then, no, with with Williams, it, with Williams, it would be like, yeah, he took it, but then he tripped and he fell in a drainage ditch <laughs> and he got really wet. Who would and- steal Williams's plans? Um, I guess they'd be stealing on behalf of Williams. Yeah, you need you need a team that was so paranoid. Mercedes. Yeah. Mercedes would steal Williams' plans. Um, just to see if they if, were doing it better. If Red Bull did it, the FIA would just be like, that's legal now. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's no now Red, issues. That's now Red Bull law. Signed, <laughs> Judge Christian Horner. But Lewis Hamilton cannot do it. Just kidding. I am no. showing my bias. Um, could Max Verstappen win at Interlagos starting from the pit lane? Yes. Next question. <laughs> yeah. Where 
The answer, the answer in 2023, when we look back on it is what, where couldn't he win from? Yeah. Could Max Verst- Yes, he could win. Yes. Also from there. Yeah. Yes. With three tires. Yes. No steering wheel. Yes. Yeah. The Both engine- of his eyes closed. Yes. Yeah. Driving backwards. The engineers looking at projections going, well, you're starting from the pit lane and uh, you got distracted and looked at a bird and didn't get a start for another three seconds. And we still have you projected P1 by lap 15. Yeah. Good times. What what a season, Spencer. There's two, three races left. We have Brazil next weekend, the last of this mm-hmm. like triple header. Then we have a week off, and then we have the Vegas race. We talked last week about the Vegas race prices coming down, expectations kind of mm-hmm. still high, but maybe not as high given the fan interest and also the the TV timing and all of those things. Um, then we have Abu Dhabi season finale. But yep. What are you? What are what are we looking for in these last three races? What do we want to happen? Well, I think this is the the like the best sequence of environments in terms of fans. You just get like a great fan, both great fan participation and vibes in the Austin, uh, Mexico, Brazil combo. Like I, it's, it's that's the one thing. Like Brazil's. Brazil's sometimes exciting. It's it's not to me one of the most. It's not to me one of the tracks that screams "Ooh, instant competition." However, it is one of the ones where I go, I will have fun things to watch, and there will be a lot of energy. So that alone is worth watching for. Vegas is, of course, the great experiment just to see how they do it and what it looks like and um, how it's going to race. It's going to be super fast. It's not a whole lot of corners on this. It is a city course it is um it is going to be interesting just even what it looks like because remember your your understanding of vegas here are the bellagio fountains and here's a clear shot to the bellagio fountains that doesn't happen right now because there's a big row of stands in front of a good chunk of them right um it'll be interesting for me to see like what vegas thinks of the race because I know it has been like every large race taking over the middle of a city. It's been an inconvenience for the locals. So I'm interested to see what the reception is. And I'm also interested to see if they get everything done because I have heard the paddock is uh, a work in progress still. And then Vegas is hosting a Super Bowl like two and a half mm-hmm. months after that. So they're going to have to like take everything down again. It's going to be crazy time, Spencer. There's still a big race for like the second third fourth position right now Mm -hmm. mercedes ferrari and mclaren in that order are behind red bull in the constructors championship so a lot to see there this was a terrible weekend for haas uh in that one of their cars was on fire Mm -hmm. midway through the race that's not good that's not good who are novices to the sport i just want to confirm it's bad when the car is on fire uh right now they're in 10th place probably will stay there at the end of the season, but uh, a, a bit of a, a a bit of a competition between eighth and ninth with Alpha Tori and Alpha Romeo. Mm-hmm. So a lot to watch in the last three races. I'm excited for it, and I'm excited to hear your dispatches from Las Vegas. Yeah, if you want to know the rumor, the rumor is that I'm going to be in Las Vegas. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, doing some stuff for ESPN. Ooh. I really hope that like they're. Well, I hope if there is an actual rumor, our podcast comes out first, because that's going to be upsetting if we don't actually get to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. I would love I would love it if we're right. If we're right about something, just for the like, just for the come up, just for people being like, oh my God, you know who had it right? These people. They totally had it right. 
I'm with you. All right. Well, we'll see everyone after Brazil. Absolutely. Next, uh, two more pods this season. Three, three more pods. Sorry. Three, three more pods. Thanks, y'all. One more pod than Mercedes has right now.